Listeners, it's me again. I'm back with part two of our episode with co-host Kirsten Cheers. Here we go. I admire, you know, going back to Mrs. Sheila, like I really admire Mrs. Sheila because she seems to be, and I know she is, a woman who is very passionate about obeying God. If if I had like a set of goals, which I do but like a set of like spiritual goals, it, my top one would be a woman who obeys God. Because in living in this world, sometimes you see, it seems like it's just hard to obey, right? That's yeah. why I, I think I was attracted to Miss Pat, right? And her spirit and attracted to the spirit of people like Mrs. Sheila, because they're, they, they obey God, right? And so like, but I, in order to get to that space of like, I'm gonna obey God regardless, God, God knows what you got to fight against, right? God knows what you're up against. And he knows it ain't even about like what I did last night or what I drink or whatever. He knows that you're up against the, the battle in your mind, doubt, anxiety, unbelief, which unbelief really is the umbrella of all sin. Because I don't know, I, I've been dealing with this too. So like if I disobey, Underneath all that, the root of all disobedience, I believe, is unbelief because I don't believe that there is something better on the other side of my disobedience, on the other side of obedience to that. It may not make sense. Well, I think that's an aha moment. Oh, so I so you so you keep walking the way that you're walking because you don't you don't you know, that's why I agree for unbelievers, especially people who are freaking out in this time, because it's like. What if on the other side of your anxiety and your freaking out is a peace in the midst of Jesus will sleep on the boat. So everybody else should have been sleep on the boat. If Jesus is sleeping in the storm, go to bed. That's my philosophy. Like if Jesus ain't tripping and up and, and carrying on, I'm going to bed. And so I want to take this philosophy, this peace and this whole mindset. I don't think too many people. No, you actually ran for city council. <laughs> Whether our listeners within their life, I'm, if they're not running for city council, they might be contemplating starting another business, mm-hmm. trying to get a promotion, trying to finish school. It's that unbelief on mm-hmm. finishing up and making it to that next step. That sheds a bit of light on it. But I want you to speak on what happened on the other side. When um, I lost... Well, so when you, <laughs> or was it really an L? There you go. It wasn't really an L. I believe it's drag. Turn your L into W's. Yeah. I mean, when I look at my life, okay, so we'll come back. But, you know, um, I just was not comfortable. I love Memphis, man. Like, I love Memphis. I actually get a little emotional when I think about it. This is the city. There's a scripture, Jeremiah 29. We always quote Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, plans to do you good and not to harm you. But that scripture comes, the context of that scripture is, and this is the scripture that changed my life. The children of Israel were in exile. And so verses 1 through 10 were instructions from God through the prophet Jeremiah 
on how to survive exile. And I might need to go back and read that again now that we in the Rona. Um, but there were things like, you know, you know, uh, uh, build houses, you know, uh, uh, produce crops, you know, make sure your, your kids get married, you know, do well. And so verse 10 says, advocate for the good of your city. And I'm paraphrasing for its well-being will determine your own. And that's what really propelled me into saying, I can't sit here and I'm looking at Memphis and I'm just like, this is not, this is not, you know, we can do better. Right. And from our economy to um, poverty, um, I'm still a big advocate or, you know, anti-poverty advocate. Um, You know, poverty is man-made. So, Mm -hmm. and I believe that poverty is benefiting somebody at the top but anyway that ain't, that ain't what you ask so and the the well-being or the lack thereof of our youth and our children that's what propelled me to run I didn't see anybody running in my district on city council who looked like me or and when I mean looked like me I mean really had the and this is me being pompous but the intellectual and social acumen and the you know who who's just well aware I was tired of voting for people who were just going to give their churches recognition certificates, you know, no shade. Well, that is shade, all the shade. I was tired of, you know, people concerning themselves with, you know, naming a street after themselves or, you know, their uncle or whatever. And I was tired of people running for office who had quote unquote name recognition, but didn't have the bona fides to back up, you know, their name you know and so I was like you know whatever I I think I can do this I thought the time was right the incumbent wasn't running again this new lady who apparently is the family member of somebody else she won but and then a couple of other folks who had the name recognition I was like I'm just gonna put in sweat equity I'm gonna knock Mm -hmm. on doors and I was it was the heat of the summer (laughs) and I was out in South Memphis knocking on doors sometimes I would be knocking on doors by myself Sometimes I had a group of friends who were with me, Orange Mount Parade, and I learned a lot during that time. So when I lost, I knew I was going to lose maybe the, the week before election. I was like, I'm going to lose and it's going to be OK. I, I like to say that I think God has given me favor because he allows me to grieve things before they happen. Like, I, I know what's coming. I knew my my aunt passed away. I knew she was going to pass away two weeks before she did. And God allowed me the in my worship to just grieve. Right. And so. So, yeah, I I took the L and, you know, got some got some good stuff from that. But my life didn't slow down. I think I needed to I needed to take that L so I could take a step back one refocus actually take inventory because what you see is when a lot of people run and people gave me this advice jump back in jump back in run for something else run for something else no I want to be on city council (laughs) like I want to be on city council and two I'm not I'm not interested in like the gain of like the name or the the money I will always make money I have always made money that ain't never been an issue but South, I was very mentality. I mean, got to be, Hustle you know, <laughs> okay. And so, like, so that really wasn't the issue. Like, I wasn't, I, I wasn't going for this seat to just, you know, make a name for myself. I already had a name for myself. Actually, I'll change that to worshippers mentality instead. That too, yes, absolutely, worshippers mentality. I, no, I don't, I don't, you know, 
it's going back but it's going back to we wrestle not against flesh and blood I don't look at things like everybody else. So I knew this was a spirit thing. And I know that my life is in God's hands. And so if God allowed it to happen, there's something I have to get out of this. So I was, I allowed myself to take a step back. And while everybody else was, you know, hustling, like, you know, be the president of this, you know, run for this, do this, do this. I'm like, eh, I'm not interested. Uh, I'm gonna take a shift. And that's really when I started to get into writing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, does that mean I didn't go through? Absolutely. I lost a job um, and I started working at Chick-fil-A. But we know when I was working at Chick-fil-A, six months working at Chick-fil-A, I wrote this piece about, um, you know, having a college degree and taking a low income job um, and the state of our economy um, and the state of low wage workers. And it was published in the Huffington Post. The next month I started a new job working for a nonprofit um left that job and I was really like all right I ain't working no more because I'm tired of aligning myself with nonprofits that don't mm-hmm. um really serve what I believe and da, 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 da. so I'm gonna do my own thing God said no you're not <laughs> and led me to where I am now in a matter of like two weeks um I went to Yale for you know this this summer intensive came back to a job working with which what I'm doing now communications director for the public defender so I, I you know you know nothing that I've gone through or been through even the death of my aunt which really took me out if anything amongst that time like blew the wind out of me it was that but even that was all for my good you know all things work together for the good to them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose and so you know, people can freak out. People can, you know, my worship has just really made me stable. There was a time I was really unstable. And when I was struggling with depression and when I was dealing with, you know, just mental health things, the Lord had introduced me before I even went through all that stuff. The Lord introduced me to my therapist. Mm -hmm. So I met my therapist by accident. And I was, you know, met her at a conference and just kind of kept her name in in my pocket. And, you know, my aunt passed away. So then I was like, I'm about to call this lady. And I called Kelly and and she took me right on in. And so that say I won't say therapy saved me, but that helped me so much to just it goes back to like that stillness and that that solitude and that opportunity, having the space to actually get stuff off, because while worship gives me the space to be still and to be quiet, therapy gave me the space to just let it out and to receive advice from somebody who was not invested in my failings or my success. Mm-hmm. I could go out and end up on the street and it would not hurt Kelly's pockets at all. You know what I mean? It would not. She... I don't I don't know how to explain it, but she was she also was just an objective source. She wasn't sometimes when we're connected to people, our family and friends, they want to see us do well. And so they're always like encouraging you like you good, you good, you know, just go, just go. Da, 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 da. I needed to shut them up. I just need like, OK, just everybody be quiet. <laughs> and I needed to go to somebody who didn't know me. And so I even say that worship led me to my therapist. Worship led me to therapy because I had to make that decision for myself and say, OK, you know, Yes, Lord, I got you. Yes, Lord, you got me. I know that I can worship. I know I got prayer. But if I'm honest, there were seasons of prayer that there were seasons I did not pray. 
there were seasons I did not worship. Right. And so like, what do you do with that? What, what, how, what do I do going back to your question when I'm not okay? And when I'm not okay with not being okay. Mm-hmm. Right. I like to say that God, even when you're not holding on to God, God is still holding on to us. And so God is going to save you by any means necessary. God is going to put you back on track by any means necessary. I think that is also a benefit of my worship because if God knows that this is the person that's going to give me what I crave, I got to make sure that that person is always okay. So worship gives you the space to be still, Mm -hmm. have time to be your true self to get things Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. And I guess during that time of worship, your cup is full enough to where when you're not okay, yes. it still suffices. You got worship on credit. Worship on credit. Mm-hmm. You do. I mean, I, 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 I think we, ha- you the know, new, we. I was gonna say the new form of wick worship. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're storing our treasures in heaven, you know, and I think that's you know it's another benefit, you know, and so like when you do go through, because I mean, I, I didn't come to this without going through. Right. Like I wasn't just, oh, you know, all the way from 17 to almost 30 years old. It, it wasn't like I didn't have my wrestlings with God. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, when my aunt died, I wasn't mad at God, but I was disappointed. I was like, dang, like I asked you for X, Y and Z and you didn't do it. I don't, I don't know if I can if I can talk to you right now. But because God, again, you got worship on credit, you got prayer on credit mm-hmm. and God ain't petty. You know what I mean? Like going back to help me with my unbelief. Lord, I believe. God ain't petty. Like, God knows you got to go down here. God knows that sometimes you can become double-minded. God knows that sometimes you can backtrack, you can backslide. God knows what you have um, within you, even even when you're trying your best. So, like I said, I I believe that if you are a worshiper and you are committed to giving God what God craves, God is going to always make sure that you're, you're good. Whether that's going to therapy, whether that's around good people, whether that's, you know, promoting you or, or moving you to a new job. God is good because that's just who God is, not because of us. And when you say that in the times of the Rona, I think of the memes with future and with him <laughs> just texting. And he was just like, God is always there. Mm-hmm. And thought it was so funny. Is missing you a symptom. <laughs> I saw that one. Your worship gives you worship on credit, Mm -hmm. but it also lets you know that this is the worst analogy I could ever put together, but God is the future memes. Oh, (laughs) no, that's good. That's good. God is the future memes. Yeah, it is. But it is. It's like it's missing you a symptom. Yeah. Even though you're the one that's not okay. Yeah. It'll just like he'll just come back and send that. Hey, big head. I <laughs> and I've I've gotten those text messages. Um, child, you gotta ignore those text messages unless they come from God. I do believe that God misses us. Um, mm-hmm. I've actually have heard God tell me that when I was going through my dark my darkness. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm just disappointed in you. Like I don't know if I can really. I straight up told God like I just I don't know what to say to you right now. I have heard God say, I miss you, you know, like just like that. And like laying in bed or at work that I wasn't enjoying and or at brunch. Right. Like mm-hmm. I've I've heard God be like, like, I miss you, which is why I'm grateful. I'm grateful for 
um, when I do get these moments of, you know, I can just stay in the house because you realize how much you, you, you just real like, I think the benefit of being a worshiper is when you do go through those moments of like, I'm just not sure if worship is working. Mm-hmm. You realize how much God is sustaining you. Like I, you know, people, we talk about miracle signs and wonders and people are like, you know, they wanted people in wheelchairs to start walking and, and stuff like that. And I think that those miracles are very much real. I've seen them. But I also look at statistics. I look at what everybody else is going through. Mm-hmm. I look at the fact that I am in two group chats right now. And I got folks who are freaking out. And the fact that I have peace in the midst of this freak out, I think that's a miracle. Especially considering where I was three years ago when I was going through grief. You're on the boat sleeping. I am sleep. Well, baby, when I tell you, like, I woke up yesterday around nine. Like, I was like... <laughs> You know, because my, my, my normal schedule is, you know, get up around 530, do a little workout, go to the gym, eat breakfast or whatever. And I'm at work and I'm like grinding and, and you know, working for the public defender, which I love doing because it's criminal justice. Right. And I'm, I feel like I'm on the right side of history. But and then writing and having these pieces that I need to submit. I'm always busy. So like now I'm just like, Lord, like when my boss came in Tuesday and was like, I'm going to go ahead and send you home because you can do your job from home. I was like, mm-hmm. thank you. I just want to be at home. Like, I was jealous of people who got sent home because of the Rona. I was like, oh, Lord, if you just send me home, I promise to work. I promise to put in the work. Man, when she sent me home, I was just like, thank you. And I I, I immediately thank God. And I said, Lord, thank you. Because you knew and I knew. And I asked the Lord like a few weeks ago before all this happened. I said, Lord, I just need to sit down. Like, Lord, just, just help me to sit down. I'm not asking to lose anything. But I, I just I just need to sit down and I just need to get quiet. And I just I really want to spend time with you. Right. Like I, I just want to embrace you. And I just I just want the world to go quiet. So when she sent me home, I was like, oh, yeah, like, thank you. And 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 like I could I could awkwardly hear God smile mm-hmm. as as if to say, like, yes, we're about to get some time together. You know, and so I, I think God does miss us. And I think if you use this time right during COVID, during Arona, um, you can meet God in a new way, in a God, in a way that God has been trying to meet you, which would possibly and knowing God to be God, the type of God that God is, open doors for you and give you new perspective and new guidance. There is a scripture that says that we don't grieve the way the world grieves. I'm not. I, do I get nervous? Yeah, I get nervous. But like we said earlier, like I don't necessarily think this thing is going to touch my house. I go back mm-hmm. to the children of Israel when God sent the plagues and said, you know, paint your doorposts with, with the blood of the lamb Absolutely. so the death angel could pass by your house. I'm going to be in the house, but I'm going to paint the my doorpost, my house, my church house, um, my job house, all that. I have plead the blood of Jesus over all of the spaces that I have to occupy, I'm going to be in the house <laughs> and I'm going to be in the church house too. I'm being church mm-hmm. on Sunday, but <laughs> I'm going to be in the house. Um, but the blood of Jesus is already over that. But while I'm in the house and the death angel is doing what the death angel does, when it gets to my house, it's going to pass by. So while I'm in the house, it's going to be me and my family. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read. I'm going to worship. I'm going to study. I'm going to watch a little Netflix. I'm going to work a little bit. And and I'm yeah. I'm gonna go to bed, right? Like I have taken naps. I'm so excited about these naps I've been taking. 
just you know so so yeah i think i think god looks forward to i think god does miss us and god will tell you when god is missing you and so um we we serve a very loving god you know the his very seat is called the the, the throne of mercy the mercy seat mm-hmm. so god wants you on that note i want to reflect on something that miss sheila said two episodes ago she graduated from university of memphis memphis state and she had her dream job but then in obedience of her husband she stayed at home and asking her what did she do oh yeah while she, i remember while hearing she was that at home she was just like she just took care of her kids mm-hmm. she cooked dinner mm-hmm. and that was it <laughs> mm-hmm. that time that was her responsibility mm-hmm. and then because of her obedience, God granted her all of these things. But in that quarantine moment with yeah. her kids at home, yeah, that's when she got to know God a little bit more. Mm-hmm. She got to read her Bible. And that's when she really just got in tune with her mm-hmm. star player. She developed mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. mamba mm-hmm. mentality yeah. and really flourished. I really admire her for that. I, I, you know, I, I listened to that episode with Miss Sheila and I was like, Whew. like she, again, like if I had like pillars that I mm-hmm. could achieve to be that type of woman, especially nowadays. And I gladly identify myself as a feminist and probably to a fault because <laughs> I'm like, ain't no man going to tell me what to do. But I, you know, especially when you look at it biblically, um, she did that. Like she, she made that. I don't I don't I won't call it a sacrifice unless she calls it a sacrifice. But the idea of doing that, it takes strength to do that. And that's, you know, again, we don't see things like the world sees. Most feminists would see that as like, oh, no, oh, no. But I, I saw that and was like, okay, that's I might can do that. But, Lord, you got to make me strong enough to do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so especially just I, I. you know, she is definitely a woman to admire. I was like, wow, like, and not just doing that, but also like teaching herself and, 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 and staying committed to her family. And, um, um, you know, as far as sacrificing her dreams and her career, she's a better woman than I am. And because, you know, the world is always telling you, especially as women, you know, what, you know, in this world, you know, not to not to submit, not to submit. I don't think submission is a bad word. I really don't. But I but to do that, you have to be a you have to be a special type of woman. And she is. She is a strong woman. Well, the caveat that she said to the submission is making sure that you're equally yoked. Right. As well. Right. And I think when you're unequally yoked, yeah. then that's when you get the bad part yeah. of you get the negative end of submission instead of what it yeah. was meant to be. You also think like we submit to God in worship. That's what worship mm-hmm. is. It is a submission. And so like God is better than anything else in this world. God is better than the world's best thing. That was on Chance the Rapper's album. And so if, but if I won't, if I'm not, there's nothing in this world that I'm willing to submit to. I'm not willing to submit to the Rona. I'm not willing to submit to politics. I'm not willing to submit to, to you know, anything, but I, I will do it for God, you know, and if, you know, if, if God sees me, you know, blesses me with a husband or whatever, I, and he come from God, then, then yeah, but 
I know my I know my faults. Like I know my 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 weaknesses, which is why I look at women like Mrs. Sheila, and I'm like, God, if you make me that type of woman, if you make me half the woman Ms. Mrs. Sheila is, half the woman my mother is, half the woman my aunt is, I think I could think I really could obey you the way that you really want me to. And so, not even in the context of marriage, but just living this life until your last breath, just to obey God. And I think worship helps you with that. It helps me with that. I think worship is the first thing. And if I can worship God in obedience and because that's what God craves, I believe that God will give me the the scripture says that uh, he will give you the desires of your heart. And that can be heard two ways. It can be that God will bless you with the desires in your heart that you already have and or God will give you the desires that you're supposed to have, which are the desires of his heart. And he will conform your heart to want what he wants. And you'll see the good in that. So, you know, she 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 is definitely, a, you know, a, a, one of the strongest women that I've seen. I also don't really have many examples in my own family of successful marriages. And so, you know, so I really do look to Pastor and Mrs. Sheila when it comes to that, when it comes to marriage. As of right now, I ain't ready. <laughs> I just know I'm not ready, Lord. Lord, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for kids either. But I, de- I definitely want kids. And I, I, you know, I look forward to the type of woman that God makes me. Well, until you get ready, how can the people find you? How can they slide? <laughs> Lord, please don't slide. <laughs> don't slide. Um, Persistently. There you go. Um, have some cooth, some tact. Uh, I am on Instagram, Twitter, um, under the same name, Kirsten, K-I-R-S-T-I-N-L, as a lion, cheers, C-H-E-E-R-S. So, and then you can find me on Facebook, Kirsten L. Cheers. Yeah, and any other link that I have, you can find on either one of those pages. You can probably see my writing more on my Facebook than anything yeah man or google me actually you could really just google me and then it probably it will because i do it often it will lead you to all of my all of my stuff ladies and gentlemen (laughs) i am here with the millennial maya angelou (laughs) kirsten there you go cheers there you go (laughs) thank you this has been great courtney thank you thank you for coming on